So welcome to the Conscious Leaders Podcast. I'm Ruth Ferenga and I'm founder of Mindful Pathway. For this podcast, we invite leaders who are doing something particularly innovative or radical in the way they lead their people. They give us a unique insight into their approach, what's working, their challenges, and also their personal philosophy behind it. I really hope you enjoy. For this first podcast, I'm so happy to introduce entrepreneur and investor John Hessler. From a time when it was just him and his dad, John has scaled four construction companies and more recently created a tea brand called Kanuka Tea. He employs over 400 people and has a passion for technology and how it can enrich lives and now invests in innovative startups. He's been through his own journey personally, which he thinks has had a transformative impact on the way he leads. He also recently started meditating. So let's hear what he had to say. So we have to go way back to when I left school. Uh, I was a dropout at school. Uh, didn't, didn't do very well at all. Didn't, didn't fit in. Um, the teachers thought I was taking the mick out of them all the time because simple, uh, questions and maths and English and everything at school. They just, I just couldn't get my head round what they were trying to teach me or why they were trying to teach me what they were trying to okay. do. So yeah. I just didn't fit in. Um, that obviously didn't, didn't, at that point in time leaving school, didn't do, I didn't fit in in the real world uh, or the world that was around at that point in time. So luckily my dad, uh, obviously he didn't know what to do with me, uh, but he, he did take the lead and, and brought me down to London from I'm from the northeast. Are you with an yeah, accent like that? Yeah. Can tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, and good job he did. We we he brought me down. He showed me the trade, which is carpentry, and you know we worked in carpentry. In carpentry, yeah. yeah. So I'm a carpenter by trade. By trade, yeah. Uh, I learned from my dad. My dad showed me the ropes, and it was great. Um, from 16 year old, then I got bored uh, very quickly. Um, by being just a carpenter and my dad he's he, he still very good uh, a carpenter and obviously I'm biased towards him but he is one of the best uh, we always got offered more work than we could we could do especially the better I got with, with him as well um, so there the come a point where I said I want to go off and do one job and he would do another um, and he was fine with that but then what happened we'd got offered three jobs four jobs and obviously we can't divide ourselves up so the contacts who I'd built at the time, uh, I, I contacted them and asked them to come and do this job and then I'd earn like 10% or, or whatever, or 5% off, off their wages or you know, whatever amount. And my dad wasn't happy with this because he, he, he was happy that, you know, well, he, he believed that working hard is how you get lots of money and you mm-hmm. know, or saving up money and everything else. And, and my mindset was a bit different. My mindset was, well, I'm providing jobs for these people and, you know, connecting people up for work and, yeah. and everything else. And he, we had a bit of few disagreements, but I just kept on going ahead with it. Um, and, you know, long story short, we, we still got that same company now. I say we, because my dad's still part of it. And that company, we, I think we have about, about 150 carpenters who work for us now. Wow. And we do supply and fit on big, big developments, um, 600 apartments and so at a time. So yeah, big, big, big jobs they're involved in, and that that's been going for for nearly twenty years. Um, that's shown how old I am now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, in between all that, I've gone off and done other things. Um, always in mainly in construction. Uh, so I've I've started a dry lining company, 
and a facades company with other people. Um, I've got a business partner who, who, who I love very much. Uh, but yeah, you know, we continue to have this family dynamic company that, that, that has grown to be a, quite a big company. And I think altogether we, 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 we have about 600 people who work for us wow. on 70 different sites, I think it is. Uh, and that's the main core of the business. Um, on a separate thing, I also invest in startups, mainly tech startups. We've got several of them that have been going for a few years now. Hmm. And What's yeah. your motivation behind that then? Why did you take to investing? So I, I just love to experience different things. I don't like being an expert in one thing. Right. And I love to try new things. I love to, you know, I, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing when I go, when I first did an investment in, a, in a, this tech company and I didn't have a clue if they were there just to rip me off. Or, or anything and I just went with a feeling that you know this seems like the future this particular company so it's a company called Hayaka actually uh, that I invested in and they in my mind you know car sharing and, and everything else is, is the way forward especially as we go right down the line as you know mm. as, as cars become autonomous and drive themselves and, and people can then rent their own car and so on. So I wanted to be involved in something like that. And these guys seem to have the same kind of mindset that I had about how the future would be. So, you know, it, it makes sense to invest in something that I believe that will come out in the future. And that, mm. it was a feeling as opposed to looking at numbers and how much money we could make. And, and you know, that's, that, that, that's part of it, but it's really just, they just made up figures at the end of the day, because this is back when we invested in it was just, you know, it's just made up. Just made it, up it, the industry didn't exist. Yeah. It was just starting out. And, and you said as an investor and you turned to this investment because there was a feeling. What was that feeling? So the feeling is, is, it's a strange one to describe because it's like the good instinct type thing. Hmm. Um, and, you know, everyone has that feeling. You know, you're in a play, any environment and something doesn't feel right, so you leave. You know, and you know something doesn't feel right and it's the people in there or the, you know, the music or, or whatever it is, something, sometimes things just don't feel right. So some people listen to that, and some people don't. Mm. And when you don't listen to it, that's when usually things go wrong. Yeah. And I've done that and I still do it. You know, I have a feeling that something's gonna go wrong. And I'm like, no, I'm just nervous. I'll just go ahead with it anyway. And then it goes wrong, mm. right? Is that your gut? Would you describe that as your? I don't know what it is. Um, I, I, we call it gut, mm. uh, but what it is, who, who really knows? I mean, you know, we don't really know ourselves that well any of us but um yeah i just go with this feeling and, it, mm. and it's not a it's not a tick box exercise i think it's none of that like i said it's not numbers it's not oh how much money can i can we make that's got nothing to do with it it's more to do with the fact of is this the right thing to do does this look like the future should mm. this be the future you know does it feel right yeah right let's go ahead mm. and the people involved as well you know, do I, do you feel right with these people? Are they good people? Yeah, yeah, are they good people? And again, you can ask all the questions in the world and they'll give you all the right answers, but does it feel right? Hmm. And I suppose- Something intangible there that's beyond. Yeah, the, the best way I, I suppose I can relate to someone who isn't doing investments um, is when you go out for dinner or you go out with new people. You, sometimes you go out and, you know, you, you, you're you sitting around a dinner table and you're trying to think, well, I'll say something in a minute, right? So you're like, oh, I'll, I'll and then someone else speaks and you're weird and then oh, I'll say this in a minute. And then, you know, we've all been there. We've all 
been in that experience. And at the end of the day, you go home and then someone the next day says, oh, did you have a good time last night? And you yeah, it was all right. Yeah? Hmm. So that's one way of looking at it. And then another time you go out, you could go out with some people and the night just flies by, right? And everyone's having a laugh and joke and you're never thinking about what to say next and hmm. you're just going with it, right? And then the next day someone says, did you have a good time last night? Yeah, it was the best night ever. Right, and there's, there's two different ways of looking at it. They're both feelings, right? Yeah. It's just a feeling that you've got that feels right. Mm-hmm. And that meant to me, when you've got the second one, that you're with the right people who mm-hmm. you have a connection with in some way that you can't describe with words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you all just flow with the night, it just goes and, and it's great. And that's kind of how I'd like to feel when I do an investment. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. So it sounds quite connected, quite aligned with who you are as a person and what you believe in. Absolutely, yeah. And that, that comes to the meditation of, of why we're here to talk about this. Um, the, the, the more I meditate, the more I feel relaxed. Mm. The more I feel relaxed, the more in tune with myself and in tune with others I can feel. That you see, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the same as the going out with a meal, right? The mm. more I'm relaxed, the more I can feel that that's right that night or it's not. Mm. And the less I'm in tune with myself, the less I can feel that's right. And the more chance that I'll do the wrong decision. Mm. And that's why I like to meditate. I know mm. you haven't asked that question. Yeah, yeah. That's why well, let's here. come to that. Because, I mean, I feel like talking a little bit about leadership first as a kind of, in terms of your style and your approach would be really interesting. Because obviously you have your your kind of direct um, employees, uh, the work for you and the leaders in, in your companies that you run. Mm. And then you have the of the investor side too. So what's your kind of approach to all of this? What is, you've built a lot here. You've built quite um, a considerable amount of people that are working for your companies. So what works? What has been something so, that, and do you have a philosophy around it? Yeah, I've only been meditating for, for in, within the last year. Um, but what it's made me realize very quickly is that I, I, I don't feel 20 years younger but I feel like I think like I used to when I was 20. Okay. And that's, you know, what I mean by that is that I believe I was more free when I was 20 because I was just starting out and I didn't have any expertise and I was just going with anything, right? I was just going with the flow or Mm. whatever you want to call it, uh, or that feeling, I was just going with that. And I think I lost my way over that period by boxing myself in to become this expert, if that's what you want to call it, in, in certain things. Mm. And when, when you become an expert in a certain thing, then you become closed off and you become less connected with other things. And then you, you, things start going wrong. That, 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 that's, and it's wrong within, within me, it started going. Mm. And then that has an, an impact on the, on the rest of the environment. Um, <clears throat> so what started going wrong? Oh, lots of things. <laughs> uh, luckily enough, not to the detriment of the companies uh, financially, where you know I lost everything. But within me, I, I, I kind of lost my way. I think that's the best way to put it. And I had to find myself again. Um, and, and that was a few years ago. Hmm. Um, and I, I did bounce back quite quickly, luckily. Um, but that still wasn't, I still wasn't myself. And that's why I was saying by, within the last year when I started meditating, um, that that allowed me to be my, again, I'm not, I don't feel 20 years younger, but the mindset that I've got, I feel like I remember what I was like when I was 20, Mm. that freedom of, of being connected with other people, but not knowing, you know, just going with it. Mm. Um, I forgot the question now. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of about your approach 
to leadership. Yeah. Um, and I guess interesting to anything about your kind of personal journey that has sort of fed that. Um, so yeah, going practical way. Back to losing my way. I think I became more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and because people weren't doing it the way I was telling them to do it. Okay. And this is over years, right? This isn't. This didn't didn't happen overnight. And and you don't realise how how you change and you change and you start you know you telling people what they should be doing who work for you, you know do it like this this is the way it works because obviously it worked for me, um, and and you think that that's the only way it works and it was wrong that kind of leadership I mean it works hmm. kind of short term yeah but but it's wrong it's to the detriment of you it's to the detriment of the people who work for you uh, and it, it it's just wrong. And I didn't realise that until I started going wrong in myself a few years ago. And then mm. I had to sort myself out. And I've really come to realise it more since I've been meditating. That the, the people who work with us here, because they don't work, you know, they, they do work with us. They have their own unique way of doing it. Mm. And the more that I've meditated recently, um, the more I've become in tune with myself again, my 20-year-old self. Mm. I've realised that my way that I changed into uh, was wrong. I went down the wrong path. And I need to empower the people who work with us. And the only way to empower them is by letting them be free in the organization to make their own decisions. Um, Letting them know that they can come and speak to us about whatever they want to speak to about. Mm. You know. So quite a high degree of autonomy then. Oh, there is, yeah, there is. So we don't... I mean, this is one of the things we've always had aid when I was losing my way. But we, you know, we don't, we have a clock in and clock out, but that's for health and safety because it's a big building. If there's a fire, we need to know who's in the building. So there's, there's something like that here, but we don't monitor anybody. You know, people are free to come and go as they want. Um, we don't even log what holidays people really have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't have any kind of strict things in place. Mm-hmm. There's one thing we do have, and that's that the job has to be done, whatever that job is. So if something has to be done by the end of the month, obviously it has to be done by the end of the month. How you do it, we don't really care. Right. Yeah. Mm. And if you want advice, how we think it should be done, that's fine. We'll give you that advice. But, you know, that's entirely up to you if you want to take that, if you want to go and do something different. Mm. And if you make some mistakes and cost us money, we understand that these things happen. Yeah, I was going to ask about your attitude to kind of failure and inverted commas and with a lot of autonomy, do people kind of run with stuff and then yeah. really mess it up sometimes and, and how do you what's the culture in terms of receiving well I'll that. give you two examples the old John uh, would be shouting screaming uh, <laughs> banging on the table swearing you know uh, about losing some money um, you know why didn't you do it the way I told you type thing and uh, you know the new new John you improved if you like to follow that way or the new evolve, evolving yeah. John is more, um, it is literally accepting that, you know, I've made, I still make mistakes. I, I still cost the company money. I still cost, mm. you know, we're not perfect. I still try new things, but that's why we are successful because we try new things. We accept that we're going to lose some money here, there and everywhere, but it's not to the, you know, the company's not going to go under mm. by someone costing us Two thousand pounds here, or five thousand pounds there, or you know the size we are now. That is, it's not gonna. Yeah. It's obviously, a smaller company is slightly different, um, but you can still have the same approach in a smaller organisation. Uh, so yeah, I think 
for me, leadership means that we've got to trust and empower people who work with us mm. to know that they are capable of doing so much more than they realize. Mm. That's, that's, that's what we like to do here. So that's quite an intentional philosophy. Mm. Then. It is, yeah. Mm. And you mentioned kind of when we spoke before that really you're thinking about how you can have less control, mm-hmm. less input, less as time goes on. Can you say a bit about that and a bit about how that how that kind of manifests itself? Yeah, it, it does seem to be. I, mean, I noticed this when I first, a few years ago, when I, when I did uh, lose my way and, and I pulled away from the company. And when I pulled away from the company, I, I did honestly think that I was, I was really ill and I had to pull away. I had to, I had to stay away from the office and, and literally just turn my phone off from everyone. Um, and I honestly thought that, that that would probably be the end of the company at the, the companies at the time. Mm. Um, but the opposite happened and it, and it was amazing to see that I came in after three months or six months to come see how everything was going and the company had grown mm. without me being involved. And it was kind of like I was holding it back. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and the more I pulled away from it, the more it grew. And it was, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange thing because it already did well, right? Before I, I, I lost my way, it, it, it was doing extremely well, but it was kind of like hitting a limit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I pulled away, it just kept on going and going and going. And then the more that I've, so now coming back to recent when I've, when I've started meditating and I'm becoming less, even less controlling over it. Even though I thought it was, hmm. I wasn't controlling it before I started meditating. And now I'm becoming even further away from it. And it sounds weird. It sounds like I'm just pulling away completely and going all day for five years. And that's not, that's not what <laughs> that's I'm nice. on about. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the best way to explain it is like the cup of water. If you try and hold a cup of water in your hand and steady that water, it doesn't matter how much you try, you'll never steady that water so it stands still. Um, the only way to do it is by putting it down and letting go. Mm. And once you do that, that water will steady and it'll become calm and you've got what you wanted, right? You've got what you wanted. You want to steady that water. But by focusing on it and trying to control it, you'll never do that. Mm. And, and by meditating, I think, I feel as though I'm doing that more now. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm involved. I'm talking to people around here and, you know, but I'm not controlling what they're doing at all. I'm not, trying to control the future of the company. You know, anyone who thinks they've got control over the future of their lives or the company is, is you know, they're in cuckoo land. Mm. And that's why sometimes I laugh when, when I go to, or somebody gives me a presentation about a startup and they give me all these figures, you know, business plan. That's why I hate business plans because they give me all these figures that this is the way the company will be in the future. And I'm like, yeah, of course it will be. Because, you know, we can predict what's going to happen and no one can predict what's going to happen in the future. Mm. We've just got to go with it. Um, think how it would be. Yeah, that's fine. But don't try and force it that way because mm. you'll never succeed. So something about releasing the grip over some of the detail and some yeah. of the people and the ways of which things are Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm. And do you have a kind of, when you're, because you've built all these companies here that you run as well as investing in the, in the startups do you have a kind of image or vision about where you see your leadership going and how you want to kind of develop things and, and yourself really is 
No. Time goes on. <laughs> yeah. I wish I, I wish I did, but no, I, I think that goes back to the business plan. Um, you know, if you do have this plan, you know, you, you believe that this plan is going to fold and fold the way you want it to, and you know, you're going to get to here in five years, it's going to be here in ten years, and and then life happens, mm. and things that you cannot expect happens. You have kids, or you get divorced, or whatever, right? These 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 things happen, and then decisions. Uh, sorry, then things that happen in your life that sometimes you've got no control over whatsoever, where you don't have any control over. Um, they happen and that just puts your whole life and your business life on a different track and, and I, I put that to the same for leadership as well I don't think there's one way that works the way I'm talking right now works right now mm-hmm. but next year that might be slightly different mm-hmm. and I think that you know that's why I like to meditate because it, it keeps me grounded it keeps me brings me back to who I am. It doesn't let me get carried away with anything. Um, and it allows me to feel how the environment is so that I can move with that environment, mm. not force it that way. I mean, two really interesting things there. Firstly is this whole, like, planning thing. Because I think, as I mean, someone, you know, I'm, I'm in business, we're always told, to, like, have you got a business plan? Like you said, yeah. well, you want to be in 10 years, five years, whatever. Mm. Like, really have a, a plan, be um, delivering on a plan. And, and you're here, sitting here a successful businessman and you're like, I don't actually think the planning is really that helpful. No. So does that mean that you are not really into like goal planning and all this type of thing and no. know, envisioning the future or anything like that? Absolutely not, no. And go back to it, like I said about the 20-year-old me, uh, 20 years ago, when I didn't have a plan then. Hmm. I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. You know, I didn't... When we started taking these cameras and getting these work, I wasn't thinking to myself, I know in 20 years' time, I want to be sitting here talking to Ruth about, you know, how I got to where I am type thing. I, I, I never thought that. I just, I was there at that point think, and someone came to me saying, oh, I need this kitchen doing it. I was like, okay, you know, let's have a look at this kitchen. It was, it was at that point in time that was important. Not, it sounds quite in the moment. Absolutely, yeah. And, and that's what yeah. I'm saying about my 20-year-old self because I didn't, you know, if someone said to me, do a business plan, I'd, be, yeah. I'd, I'd just remember at school, I was just, I didn't, I didn't have a clue what was going on. Right. So that was just nothing to me. I was like, why? And even when, we, when, we, when the company started getting bigger, um, we had to change banks because, we were, I won't mention names, we were with one bank. Yeah. And, and they said they wanted a business plan because we're getting too big. They want to know what we're doing and blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and I, I, I just couldn't bring myself to do this business. I tried to do one and I was looking at it. I, I knew it wasn't real. Hmm. And and by real, I, I wasn't lying. Yes. I was trying to decide how this company was going to go forward. And I, I remember thinking, I don't know what's going to happen. I, how can I tell this bank? How can I honestly go in there with this crap yes. that I've made up on this piece of paper about where this company's going, just so they have something to tick a box to please their managers, that they've done some due diligence on this company when it's just made up. Hmm. That's how I felt at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we decided to change banks and we went to another bank and told them what we literally just sat around the table and told them what we wanted to do and where we come from. You know, we just, we just want to keep growing. We've grown like this so far and we just want to keep growing. And they didn't want a business plan and they supported us. And it was great. And I, we still with that bank today and they're great. Okay. Um, so quite a progressive. They, 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 they still, det- oh, please, John, now, now we are obviously a much different company now. We are big and they still want numbers from us. <laughs> You know, which is understandable. Their management accounts, their monthly management accounts they want. And 
sometimes we don't ever give it to them and they say, please John give us these management oh yeah but we're alright and we are a successful company so it's fine but um, and we're not heavily reliant on a bank and I understand they've got to you know they've got to do that their jobs properly in their world but, but you I, don't want to give them the I don't want to give like them we don't give them many projections forecasts or anything no like no that. no we give them the best projection we give is that we turn over this much last year and next year it'll be like 5% more right <laughs> that's it that's, 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 that's the business yeah, yeah. plan <laughs> yeah and it's interesting because you think about the amount of time that people spend like forecasting in business and doing giant spreadsheets about where things are potentially going and um, yeah. yeah, really interesting. I'm sure Blockbuster had some great business plans about where they yes. were going. about where they were going. Before Netflix came across. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and secondly, I guess, on your meditation practice, so tell us a little bit about that. Tell us how you got into meditation and and what, yeah, what, what do you do? Like on a, a daily, however long, you, how often you do it basis, what's your routine so with that? Usually, like 20 minutes, half an hour is all I do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I try and have a set routine, you know, every morning or every evening. I try and pick whichever one's going to work right for that week, depending on what I've got going on. And um, it, it, it's literally just being connected to that myself in that moment. Uh, so the way the way I like to do some of it is I, I imagine myself like on a, on a platform, on a train platform. Um, I got this off one of the apps, I think, to be honest, but I've, I've, I've gone with it. And, you know, every time you've got a thought that comes along, you're all of a sudden on a train and you're moving. Mm. And you've got to bring yourself back to that platform and, and, you know, just get rid of them thoughts or let them fall away, I should say, so you not get rid of them. Um, so you are just truly there with yourself and just breathing and just, just being in that point in time. Because the more you can be in that moment with yourself, the more that flows through throughout the day, mm. the next day. Um, and in this moment now that I'm talking to you, although the people will be listening and listening to recording, but this is a unique moment, right? Mm. I'm talking to you. This is never, never going to happen again, Ruth, this conversation. Yeah. Like this. Not like this. No. And even tomorrow, we'll be both different people in a way. Um, so this is a magical moment that we've got. And, and, and then moments, if I was here... The old John, where I'll be thinking right now, I wouldn't really be talking to Ruth. I'll be, I'll be, how it would be sound like I'm talking to Ruth, but I'll be actually thinking about what I'm doing tomorrow or thinking about mm-hmm. what I'm yesterday. And that's what we all fall into. We all fall into that, um, you know, what I, what I should be doing next. Mm. Even though we, we, what's happening right now is what's important. Yeah, like the discursive mind, the yeah. mind that is, is thinking. It's thinking all the next, time, all right? the time. And yeah. we never stop, do we? I mean, Mm. unless we meditate and that, I really do emphasise that everyone I don't mm. think it should be just leaders or I think everyone should meditate and, and, and try and disconnect from this world that we that's been built around us mm. um, and don't worry about what's happening tomorrow don't worry what happened yesterday just just it, it sounds easy to say it and I know it's difficult I, I found it difficult but it can be done mm. and, and, and please anyone who does try it just stick with it for like a month mm. and, and give it a go yeah because it and they've got to find their own way right and by that this i think we've said before not not on here but we've said before that you know there's no point telling someone this is how it works yeah do it this way that that's they've got to find their own way i think meditation is right how they do it completely you know, someone's asked me should i sit down should i lie down I'm like, mm. whatever you want 
Yeah. Should I breathe through my nose or not? Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're However, right. you've got to figure it out. And, and, and also, if you listen to apps, which I do think apps are good. Some, some have got their downfall, but some most are good. You know, listen to three or four different ones. Because uh, the voice of the person, if you listen to someone speak, is important. And if you straight away don't think, you, oh, I don't like the sound of this person, just turn it off, try another one. Hmm. Yeah, keep going through until you find the one that feels right. Hmm. And you'll find the one that feels right if you just keep trying and trying and trying. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, the sense of, I mean, I really like the way you express um, the platform and the train analogy because yeah. we can so easily be on the train and before we know it, we can be really down or really yeah. angry or yeah. like and we've traveled on that train. But there's a really nice way of putting it about stepping back off the train and watching because we can't always stop the thoughts that are there but we can turn into a bit of observer, like, ah, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, and watching this pattern of thought go by. Let me just let me just watch that for a for a moment, which is is not the same as being in it and being yeah. carried away. Well, I look at thoughts a bit like dreams. Not many people take any notice of their dreams, right? But we all take notice of our thoughts. Mm. But they're just the same, really. They're just these ideas that come into our head, same as a dream, and then they go away. And the more you realise that they are just they're just these thoughts that travel through your head and come out the other side, you know. And you've just got, as hard as it is, you've got to let go of them and, and meditation allows you to do that. Mm. Yeah, that's really powerful. So do quite a lot of people ask you about it then now? On the meditation? Yeah. When they find out? Yeah, you, when they find out, like some of your stuff funny or? Funny enough, I was talking about being connected. I, I, I didn't tell anyone that I was meditating, not because I was... I was ashamed or anything like that. No, I was just on my own journey and minding my own business. And this is what I was doing. Like, whether it was going to work or not, who knew? I was just going, going with it. Mm. And I didn't want anyone's influence either. I was just going with it. I just wanted to see how it would pan out for me. And what happened, which I never imagined happening, and this is why I think there is a strong connection that we've got with other people that we don't even realize, is that my dad turned around and said to me, oh, I was thinking of starting meditation. Have you got any ideas? And I was just blown away. I was thinking, oh, wow. to myself, how the hell? Yeah. You know, why? What? You know, what, what is that about? What? Yes. How could he? I've never said nothing. Yeah. I've never, not a thing at no. all. And then he's asking me how to meditate in a way that he's thinking about getting into. And I, and I was genuinely blown away. Obviously, two reasons. One, I never thought my dad would ever ask me that question. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And then two, how could he possibly, similar time to me, Ask me that same kind of question. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know. he sent something. He, may, he must have done. It sounds all airy-fairy, but there's got to be something there. Mm. Maybe uh, something intangible again. There's got to be. Yeah, I, I don't think we understand ourselves anywhere. The human race do not understand themselves at all. Mm. As though we think we do. And we think we know what the score, but we have no clue mm. about ourselves. Yeah, it is a bit of a... The human race is a bit of a, a wonder. And it's interesting because at the moment we're, you know we're kind of in this situation, like, are we going to save ourselves with climate change and things like that? What is, how much are we connected to, to, everything. to yeah. everything? And, and, or are we going to be our own demise? It's, um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, and I, I do believe we are connected. I mean, we, you know, look at birds when they, when they fly in the sky and they change direction, they all change together. Right. That, that's a connection. They don't all shout and say, let's, let's go this way. They change together. And like my dad coming to, he's changed with me. Hmm. That's, I think that's what I'm trying to say. He's, he's obviously changed with me for a reason that who knows why. Hmm. But like the birds changing, he's ch- 
for some reason that obviously I'll have a stronger connection with my dad than more than than anyone else that I that I know. Um, but we change together, and the birds change in the sky together. Like I said, they they have a connection, and I don't believe that we are not connected to them. We must be in a way connected to them. You know, you you before uh, an earthquake happens in, in countries and everything else, all the animals run wild, right? Right. You know, you've seen it on the films. That really does happen. All the animals run away, and everyone's like, what, "What's going on?" And then the earthquake happens, and all the animals do that. It's not just the birds. So they all must be connected. Mm. Right. So. Who are we to think that we're not connected as well? Mm. I mean, we're not. If anything, we think we're better than them. Mm. But if we're better than them and they aren't connected, so surely they must be better than us, right? If we're not connected to them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we must be connected in a way. I think, I think words um, that we use to communicate, as, as they've, I think that's pulled us away from that connection in a way. Um, because at, at some point in history, we, we wouldn't have spoke like we do. And, but we would have still connected with each other. We still would have known, you know, we still would have had love and empathy and all the emotions that we have with, with one another. We still would have had them, but we wouldn't have spoke to each other. Hmm. So, so you're wondering if, if the words and I, language I, actually yeah, inhibit I, our connection? I think it has, yeah, in a, in a way. Hmm. We think it's, it's a good thing that we've sped up how we communicate. I mean, we have sped up how we communicate, but I think a deeper connection is stronger than words. Mm. I mean, words are just tones anyway, right? And symbols on a page, but that's a separate story. Yeah, we get really <laughs> deep. But it is interesting because we are that that we have this kind of really weird um, situation where we're hyper connected, hyper mm. online, and in touch with more people than ever before. But yet we're lonely. Yeah. As a, you know, if we're generalising, people feel um, you know depression is uh, the World Health Organization's biggest. A disease at the moment is the biggest mm. um and we have people problems with old older people and loneliness particularly young people as well millennials feeling disconnected from society and themselves well let's look at that and I, i've made all of this up by the way i just it's just a feeling i've got with with words that have disconnected us from our our subconscious selves if you want to call it that that you know where we never used to speak that much before but we were connected and we've used words and we become disconnected from ourselves more and now we're using social media flag or online, which is just like a third way of disconnecting ourselves, second way of disconnecting ourselves, even more. Yes. Because yeah, how can we physically be connected? Like if I was typing to you on, on a text and you on a phone, I can't have that connection, right? Mm. Yes, verbally, yeah, as in symbols on a, on, a, on a text, you could read that, but that connection wouldn't be there as in this room right now. Mm. I, I, so yeah, I think, I do think that we have become more disconnected, especially the younger generation who have been brought up with that. Mm. That, you know, I'm older, not old, and <laughs> we didn't have any of that. I think mobile phones only really came out when I was about 16, and, or become big when I was 16. And um, before that, we were running around outside in nature, mm. right? So I was more connected with the people around me because I didn't have any distractions. And now we've got all these distractions that, that do pull us away from, from nature and, and natural life. And I do think we need to go back to that somewhere. I mm -hmm. do, obviously there's huge benefits with tech and online, but. Yeah, and you obviously care about that because you invest in it. Absolutely, yeah. Place, I, but... I, I, you know, someone's asked me, where do I see the, well, me and my brother have this chat often, where do we see the, the, the way in the future, right? Let's look far, far into the future. How far can we go with tech and what would really happen with the world? So let's say like people worry about robots. Well, how far could robots go? Let's say robots could 
do everything for us. Everything you could possibly dream a robot could do. Humanoid. So you've got them cleaning the house, you've got them doing the garden, you've got them doing shopping, planting your veg for you, growing your veg for you, bringing your food for you, cooking your food for you, going to work for you, doing your work for you, <laughs> right? So they're doing everything. What are you left with? They, they charge themselves up by solar. Yeah, they fix themselves when they break. No one has to do anything. Hmm. They run themselves, what you're left with. Kind of left with going back to cavemen times, right? Because we've got everything we ever needed, except the cavemen didn't have what they needed. They had to go out <laughs> and get it. But this time you're, you're, you're with the people who you want to be with. Surround yourself by the people you want to be with. And everything else is done for you. Not, there's no money in existence in this world. Because why would they need to be? Once all these robots are built, we had this argument that someone would have to own. But they would just, who would have to own anything? Because there's no money. You don't need any money. That who, if they charge themselves and yeah, fix yeah. themselves, they, there's no money needed. And we're just in this utopia, which sounds like, in a way, as long as they didn't try and destroy us, um, that we could live with the people we want to live with and hang around with the people we want to live with and socialize who we want to socialize with, experience each other, and just be in that place. Mm. That's how it we... Sounds quite idyllic. It does. That's like <laughs> so way, 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 yeah. way in the future. But... Yeah, and it's, it's that whole... Um, this is a whole new podcast, so we have <laughs> Sorry. time to, to go there. But, <laughs> but it is interesting to think about what, um, you know, what role we play and whether power dynamics will always be a problem. Like, will someone mm. always want to be in control? In control. And um, that goes back to our original question about leadership. But, um, but yeah, okay, so to, to kind of, I guess round this off and kind of summarise and things like that. We've gone off script, but I think that's the probably best way for things. Um, because the audience for this is people starting up companies or leading companies, what, when you, if you were talking to a group of people like this, what would you, what advice would you give to them in terms of uh, the way they lead, the way people um, can run things in a way that's good for themselves, good for society? I believe that everyone I don't think there's, there's leaders and there's not leaders. I think everyone could be a leader mm-hmm. if they were given that opportunity. Mm. So I, I know you probably think I'm just saying this because it's for this podcast, but I really do believe that if you meditate and be your true self through meditation and realize and have the confidence that you can say what you want or what you feel, mm. uh, that will help you hugely because we saw... So much get uh, say what somebody else wants us to say, or you know, or they they want me to do this, so I'll go and do that. You know, that that that's not right. You, especially as a perceived leader, you 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 definitely don't do what other people want you. You think they want you to do because you, you just you know that's just not right. You do what you feel is right. Hmm. That's the first thing. And the second thing is empower the people. Like I said, empower the people around you to make them realize that they can also do that. And I think leaders or business owners are worried about that. And the reason why they're worried about that is because they're scared in case that person then goes and sets their own company up or, you know, and then they've got a rival and you can't trust them. But the more that you try and control people, eventually they will turn against you. That's definite. Mm. At some point in the future that it might not be aggressively turn against you. They might just leave. Mm. Or someone might start a company up and be competitive against you anyway. But you'll lose res- they'll lose respect for you the more you try and control them. So definitely don't try and control them. Mm. Show them. Get them to understand how powerful they are. 
get them to believe in themselves and and help them with their journey in life. Mm. And sort of on a practical level, what does that mean? So if you when you're thinking about how how you talk to people or how you how you lead people, how does that translate? Um, so you as an example, you get someone in a meeting and let's say you've got a manager who works for you and you you get them in a meeting and you literally just ask them what they want to do in this organization that you've got. I, and, that, and, and you've really got to say, look, you can say anything you want. It doesn't matter what you say, however you feel, you want to run your department or whatever they do and just put it out there. It might be right, it might be wrong, but unless you put it out there, we'll never know. Hmm. And I'm not gonna shout at you, I'm not gonna be horrible, I'm not gonna laugh at you, I'm not gonna be judgmental. I genuinely want to know what you believe inside you think you want to do with this company, your department, what do you want to do? And let them come out with it. Let them go away, have some time, come back the next day or whatever, and let them come back to you about what they truly want for this company and listen to them. Mm. And this is where it becomes where you've got to be in the moment, right? Because if you're sitting there the next day after they've gone away and they come back with all these ideas and you're texting on your phone or you're thinking about what you've got to do the next day or you're thinking about what happened yesterday, that's not going to work, right? Because you're just playing them lip service. So you've got to believe it. You've got to be there yeah, with them. And be there, yeah. And if you're there with them and actually not just listen to the words they're saying, but listen to the message they're trying to tell you. Mm. And, and again, that only comes from, I believe, being known yourself because the more you meditate and know yourself, then the more you can be there with that person and really listen to the message they're trying to, sell you, uh, to send you. And once you've got that message, then you can give your feedback, however that feedback may be. Well, you know, you can go through the points or you can just say, I tell you what, and this is what we do sometimes, or I do, um, you pick whichever ones you want to do and run with it. Hmm. And then, oh, well, what happens if I do it and I lose money or and it's wrong? Well, so you'll learn from it. Hmm. You know, it's fine. Hmm. Don't it worry about like it. A, like an undeniable trust and maybe a really good place to finish there. Okay. To be present, yeah. to help empower people and let them follow Absolutely. their gut. It sounds like that's what you've done over there. I lost yes. my way a bit, but yeah, that's definitely the way to go. Thanks for tuning in to the Conscious Leaders podcast. I've been Ruth Fringer, founder at Mindful Pathway. If you want to find out more about us and how we help leaders create space to lead effectively through coaching and training, visit mindfulpathway.co.uk. For the podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or listen via the website, mindfulpathway.co.uk forward slash podcasts.